Let's hear what Brolin Martin is talking about. Cameron has two days until noon Friday to give the court the actual audio recordings of the grand jury proceedings, which led to one officer facing charges, the death of Brianna Taylor. Uh, now, a juror, a grand jury uh, member, was the one who filed uh, a petition with the court saying it should be released because they were frankly angry after hearing some of the answers of Daniel, Daniel Cameron. Uh, uh, Bob Lott, Robert, we've never—I can't recall ever seeing a grand juror, which is which is grand jury is secret, come out and say, essentially, his ass lying. And so y'all need to know what really happened, and his ass lying. So release the damn recordings. And so they're giving cameras office two days because they say they got to redact some witnesses' uh, names because they said that they said that could affect the federal investigation, Robert. You know, this is the first uh, for me also. This this shouldn't be from the beginning. Reminded me of Kenneth Walker in Columbus, Georgia, uh, back in 2004. Uh, a, a similar sh shooting incident where the grand jury turned a no bill on the uh, on the indictment, despite clear evidence of, of a police murder. And I think that this is an unprecedented step, and hopefully sets the uh, sets the bar for what happens going forward. We ha there have to be transparency. Far too long, for, uh, prosecutors have been able to hide behind the grand jury to do their dirty work for when they don't want to indict a, a police officer. We all know that the, uh, the prosecutor can indict anybody that he feels like during the grand jury process. The only time they don't get an indictment is when they don't want to indict somebody. So this is a, a, a very important step for us to watch, and we need to find out whether or not we can trust the prosecutors in this case, and this is even more of a reason that we have to have a Department of Justice that is interested in actual civil rights prosecutions, and that was just sessions and Bob Barr have been using it for the last four years. So uh, um, this guy again is a is a huge uh, is a huge case. Again, Cameron wanted a week. The judge said, "Nope, you got till Friday noon on Friday to turn over those grand jury recordings." Yeah. So what what do we look for when he turns over the recordings? The first thing you look for is you confirm that this was not an investigative grand jury, whereby the grand jury did the investigation with the help of the AG. But the AG did this investigation and then presented what he wanted to present and did not present what he did not want to present because he didn't believe he had a legal basis for it. I think that's going to be the latter. Secondly, what charges did he present? He probably just presented the charges where they brought back an indictment. What you would like for him to present is a number of charges, a number of police officers, and let them come back with a no-do bill. That's really the open and transparent way of doing this, including felony murder. And I keep talking about felony murder on social media and some of the other uh, shows I do, because if there was a felony committed and someone was killed in the commission of that felony, whether the bullet of Hankinson killed Breonna Taylor or not, a felony has still been committed. Now, I'm not as familiar with Kentucky law as I am with D.C., New York, or Illinois, but I will tell you this, it's got to at least be considered. And so you're looking not for what he put in, you're looking for what he did not present to the grand jury, and then you make your case to panel another one that investigates and either votes a no true bill or votes a true bill so that it's transparent and the public feels that this was fair analysis and review uh, by the grand jury and the criminal justice. Got it. Law, the things here, this here, now, but by the, this grand jury, grand juror's decision, 
also forced Cameron to, to come out and say he did not even present the possibility of the grand jury uh, pursuing murder charges. That's right. Daniel Cameron That's right. lied and he went before the cameras, and now he is being forced to be honest with the public about what he yeah. did as a special prosecutor. Yeah. Saying he has thoughts of what exactly he thought it was going to be when he had that stupid ass press conference. It's going to blow up in his face. And it's going to blow up in his face because everybody's going to hear exactly what happened in there. And it's going to be the opposite. It's going to be the opposite of what it should have been, which is exactly what everybody suspected when he had that press conference. I mean, this is a ridiculous crime. I know we're about to talk about Eric Garner. That, that was another ridiculous crime. This woman is in her home at, at one in the morning. They've got the wrong warrant. We can't even establish whether or not they did announce. Although all the conference that I had said, even if somebody did announce, if you break through my door at 1 a.m., I'm reaching for my gun either way. He's not uh, reporting anything about the COVID-19. He's very, very thorough, but... Um, I don't necessarily agree with his approach sometimes, but I do learn a lot of 
from him about politics and history.